Hello, and welcome to the Diary of a Female Entrepreneur podcast. This is the podcast that teaches entrepreneurs how to start, grow, and sustain their businesses while handling all the emotional challenges life throws at them like a boss. Here's your host, Nancy Mensa, business and life coach, international speaker, and the founder of Triumphant Women Nonprofit Organization. Hey guys, thanks for joining me on another episode of The Diary of a Female Entrepreneur. I am your host, Nancy Manson. On today's episode, we will be hearing from an entrepreneur who used her education and professional experience to discover her entrepreneurial passion and pursued it. So please help me welcome Erin McQueenie to the show. Erin, welcome. Hi, how are you doing, Nancy? Thank you for having me. Great, great. No, thank you so much for being here. Now, Erin, before we move forward, let me tell the audience a little bit about you. Erin McQueenie is a certified speech-language pathologist. She's also a published author and the founder of the Communication Consult Organization. And so today, she will actually be discussing her journey to entrepreneurship and her new book. So, Erin, once again, welcome to the show. Are you ready to get started? I am. Let's do it. I'm so excited to talk about just your journey and and your new book. I've had a chance to look at the book and I'm just so intrigued with your journey and how you got here and just being able to see a problem that I, I, I'm, I'm curious to know, you know, how many other um, doctors out there or even medical professionals do not did not see this problem and that you took charge and you've created something that is just changing lives. So I'm really curious to dive into this. So just first, right off the bat, just tell us a little bit about who you are and your background. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'm a really awesome person. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> All jokes aside though, um, I am a learner. Like I love learning things. Um, it could be about how to make something, how to do something. So that's kind of always been like in my making. Um, so I come from a family of educators, so I've always been around others who are teaching, um, advising, mentoring. So I, I've kind of learned that just through watching my parents do it and my grandmother. So, um, in our family, that's a big part. So when I got into the medical field, I actually started out in education And I found a love for working with those who are special needs or those who might have um, speech impediments. So I did my research and I got into speech therapy. So from there, I found a love for the medical side of things because I really love helping people. I love dispersing information that's helpful. And um, I worked in several settings in hospitals home health, skilled nursing, outpatient clinics, even in schools. And I kind of found my niche um, to be in the area of medical education for the patient and the family. And that, that kind of cultivated itself over time as I got more comfortable, you know, playing my role and um just kind of accepting who I was in this field, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So of course, you know, traveling and meeting new people helped mold that as well. Um, so I, I try to incorporate everything about me and my past to kind of 
birth something new, so to speak. And that's kind of how I got to where I'm at right now. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yes, it does. And you, you hit on a few things. You mentioned that you are a learner, which I believe as entrepreneurs listening in, we have to be avid learners. I think that, you know, if you do not learn new information, then you're not growing. And so having that learner attitude or even that passion to constantly want uh, seek new information is what will get um, all of us actually to the next level. And you also mentioned your love for helping people. Right. And I think that is exactly, honestly, just a quick um, definition of what an entrepreneur is, is that you are always helping people. You solve problems. And that is exactly what you did in just identifying your niche and and really helping people overcome traumatic experiences or helping people with or with an aftercare. And you also discovered who you are in this process. You mm-hmm. took your time by learning, by looking at your family, but you also took your time to discover who you are. And I think that as entrepreneurs, sometimes we, we tend to want to be who someone else tells us that we are. And a lot of entrepreneurs that I talk to or that I coach fall into this um, mindset of, you know, who am I? Who 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 does my family want me to be, or who does the world want me to be? Rather than seeking out and researching and reading and learning and experiencing and traveling, right. exact to discover who you truly are. Because once you discover who you truly are, then you are on your way to that self um, fulfilled life. So now, why did you decide to pursue entrepreneurship? Wow. Um, I I <laughs> always knew, this is going to sound crazy, but I always wanted to be free. Like, that was my goal was to be free, but I didn't know what that freedom meant. So um, as I started to, you know, move throughout my career and kind of find out a little bit more about myself every year, I knew that I wanted to create something. I just didn't know what it was. And um, I think that was the hardest part of entrepreneurship is because in you know today's society, everything is visual. You see what everybody's doing. You hear what they're doing. And you kind of always feel like you're a step behind. Um, that's mm. not the case. So when I started really thinking about who I was as a person, my own beliefs, my own faith, my own purpose. I, I dug deep. I dug really, really deep. And I asked God to reveal it to me. And it took me some time to, to kind of catch on to the signs and what he was telling me, partly because like you said, I was kind of emulating someone else's purpose or someone else's, you know, moves. So it kind of clouded my judgment for a while. Yes. And when I say a while, I don't mean like one month or two months. I mean like <laughs> I mean like a couple <laughs> years, you know. Um wow. yeah, it, it it was it and that was something that I didn't share with anybody. So to the entrepreneurs out there, if you're feeling those feelings, there's nothing wrong with how you feel. You just have to identify it and identify where it's coming from. So that's what made me decide to be an entrepreneur. Because I knew I had the ability to create something special to fill a need. That was it. That was it right there. Wow. Wow. You'd had something special to fulfill a need. That is truly awesome. And essentially, that is what 
a true entrepreneur is supposed to do. And um, I'm actually curious to know what are some steps that you took that you can pinpoint that helped you get out of that uh, people pleasing mentality? Because oh, wow. you said you were stuck in it for some oh, years. Yeah. <laughs> um, first off, um, I'm not ashamed to say it. I, I prayed a lot. Um, and my prayer was more like conversation with God. It was like, okay, you know, I know you have something in me, God, what is it? Show me, tell me, speak to me. I I was looking for an aha moment, but that's not how it came Mm -hmm. at all. Um, so Mm -hmm. how it came to me was my relationships with people, um, my relationships with clients and their families. I realized that they, they kind of gravitated to me, um, for comfort. And for mm-hmm. a while I thought, oh, it's just cause I'm nice. You know, you know, maybe they just want to speak to me today, but they all started saying something in common. They all were saying, you got something mm-hmm. special about you. You've got this, you've got that. And I, and I literally sat back one day and I just replayed all those conversations in my head. And I'm like, okay, what is the common denominator here? And after a while, it, it, like I said, it took, took a couple months to kind of figure out my common denominator is my faith just in God, period. That was it. Yes. Um, so that's kind of how it revealed itself to me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know it's, it's kind of patchy, but that's the best way I can explain it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, no, I, no, I completely yeah, I understand. understand. <laughs> and it's not and patchy. It's not now, patchy. Did now, did you seek mentors and coaches to help you? Absolutely. Do you have any now? Yeah, I did. Um, actually, one of my mentors was in the field. Um, I still respect her a lot, but one of the one of the most profound mentors that I talked to, I actually met by accident. I I was at a I was at a course for something completely different than what I'm doing now and somehow the conversation just kind of turned into do you have somebody to help guide you whenever you have these questions do you have somebody that can teach you how to find information you want and that's kind of how that mentorship took form and I've known this person for going on four and a half years now and we we meet every 3 months Um, we talk about, well, of course we catch up and talk about life, but somehow it always comes back to the mentorship mentee role. I'm so grateful for it because it's definitely, it's definitely kind of kept me on track with things. So for sure, a mentor, either in your field or the direction you want to go. And I have more than one mentor at that. So that's another key thing. Mm -hmm. I have more than one. That's good. That's good. And I always tell people, Surround yourself with the right people. Surround yourself with mentors and coaches because not none of us know everything. We all can use some help and some guidance from someone who's been where we are trying to go or someone who has knowledge and experience um, or even know someone else that can help us. You know, there are different degrees of separation. And so as entrepreneurs out there, um, it's always good to surround yourself 
with the right people because people and I heard I've heard it said people are like elevators. Some take you up and some take you down. <laughs> and so it all just it. depends on, <laughs> yes, so you know, so you have to have the right people in your life. <laughs> and, and I also, this, this was Not, one thing I picked up um, just from my own group of um, friends, my own circle is they made vision boards like that's in my book too, is making a vision board. And at first I didn't understand it, but it wasn't until I saw what I wanted to manifest over and over and over every single day of every year. That's when I started making those steps. So it's, you, you can have a mentor in those who are closest to you. Um, it can be family or friends. I, I got lucky. It was both. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's good and thank you for bringing up the idea of the vision board I've, I've done some with a few ladies um actually we try to do it yearly just to update and you'd be surprised how much things uh change or how much um they actually get to discover about themselves just by cutting some pictures and pasting them on a board it just it, it really moves me every time right. that we do it and if you're out there and you've never done a vision board, and you please either do it with your friends or do it by yourself. But it truly, it, it makes a lot of sense and it serves as a guide. You know, daily you can, I have mine on my wall. It serves as a guide daily um, just so you, you know, hey, this is the dream. This is the vision that I'm trying right, to achieve. Right, right. <laughs> Now tell us, let's get to your book because I'm very, very intrigued with, with, by your book and just the story behind it. So tell us just how you came up with the idea for this book um, and what it's currently doing mm -hmm. for people. Um, so I came up with the idea for my book as a way to get public, free, general information out to the masses in one, in like a one-stop shop. Um, and, it, and it came, it came to my vision when I realized I was giving the same information out, um, to each and every patient. And I didn't mind doing that, but it wasn't until I realized where I'm at right now, I can only give it out to eight people a day at max because of my current role. Mm. I wanted to give it out to 8,000 mm. people a day. Like that was that's how big my mm. mind thought about it. And so um, one, of my, one of my purchasers who bought the book, she actually had a stroke. She's in her mid-40s. Lovely lady, super nice. And, um, you know, she bought the book and she came up to me, I think it was like three weeks ago. And she said, you know, this book just really blessed me. I have been doing it for the past six weeks. And it's really teaching me how to love myself again. I was absolutely blown away because I I kind of put it out there as like an informational or a guide to help people get through health interruptions. But for her to say that it's turning her life around, it's doing far more than I ever imagined it could do. And that's just one person. Um, so what my book does for people is it kind of reminds you of the things that gave you joy whether it's family, whether it's friends, 
It gives you an opportunity to explore yourself again. And I, I think as people, we forget that we're evolving all the time and we're changing all the time. Um, so it, it, it's more so of like a guide, a personal guide, a personal diary for you um, that you can refer to. And it helps you out along the way. So you're definitely not in the journey by yourself. Not at all. Not at all. Whether you have family or friends. And and I hope that through my book, people feel like I'm there with them as well. Because that's ultimately the feeling I want to give everybody. That's good. Wow. And tell us the name of the book and who is the ideal purchaser of this book? Who would you like to get uh, mm-hmm. this book to? My book is called Restoring Your Faith. Um, workbook for adults living with a communication disorder. Um, the ideal person to buy this book is anybody who's had a stroke, anybody who's dealing with a neurological disorder like Parkinson's, MS, newly diagnosed brain injuries. Um, it's geared towards older adults and um, well, younger adults and older adults and their families, just because. At that age range, they typically tend to feel isolated um, because, you know, everyone's busy with their daily lives. So ideally, that is who would benefit from the book. But by all means, this book is written to help everybody. So it's not just one group, but I definitely kept in mind stroke survivors, brain injury survivors, cancer survivors. I kept those um, individuals in my heart as I was writing this book. Wow. Now I looked at the book and I love the way you've written it. I mean, anyone with the type of disorder that you described can definitely use this easily as a workbook. So what, why do you think, and I'm not quite sure you can help me with this. Are you the first person in the medical field to come up with such a book or why do you think so many people haven't even gotten this t- the type of help that you're yeah, offering. Um, I definitely don't think I'm the only one who's thought about it. Um, I do think I'm the, I'm if not the only one, the first one who's decided to make that leap and that jump to incorporate um, mm-hmm. this material and also make it faith-based. I do feel like I'm the first and only one to mm-hmm. do that just because that's what's missing. That is what's missing. Um, I'm by no means saying that my book will cure you, but it will help you cope, you know? Um, and I think that's, I think in the medical field that that is a piece that the patient needs because there's tons of journals and books and research, which is all really, really wonderful material. But if you're not, a professional in the medical field, it's hard for you to interpret. So I wanted to create something for the patient and for the family for that reason. Taking the knowledge that I've um, gained and the experience that I've gained and putting a spin on it so that way patients can understand it. Whether you are seeing a speech therapist, whether you're getting therapy or not. So that was my that was my foundation for writing this book is creating something for the public, the general public that they can pick up, read and go right to work with it. Mm. I I really love the book. I do. And I like something that you said um, that you, you, you know, you took a, a, a chance 
to write this book, to get the information out there. I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we feel like whatever ideas that we may have, sometimes we stop rather than taking action because we feel like someone else has already done this. Someone else is already doing this, but you cannot have that mindset. And so as you're out there listening to this podcast, you cannot have the mindset that someone else has done something and you cannot do it. You can always research and look deeper into your vision, into your purpose, into your dream, into what your ideas and find that one thing that can set you apart from the competition because we're all different. No one person on this earth is the same. So someone that I cannot help, a rain can help. Someone that um, Oprah cannot help, you know, I can help or a rain can help or anyone can help. So you have to see and, and view yourself as unique, that your ideas are unique and that whatever you have to offer, there is someone out there that will only want to hear it and get it from you. And so, I mean, people... That especially with family members or friends um, that are going through different uh, medical conditions, as you described, they have to get their hands on this book. Because I, when I looked through the book, I'm, I was like, wow, I, maybe I can do some things in this book <laughs> myself. It, it, it's, it looks, <laughs> I mean, you, you are so specific. You chose big fonts. You chose areas where they can write in. It's, you're right. It's a, it's a book right. slash workbook. And it's so easy for someone to, to, to read and go through it. And, you know, the, to me, that is such a unique idea to help people um, with the aftercare. Um, with, with any kind of disease that they've been through. So I'm really, uh, and I really congratulate you, you for that, um, going that route. Yeah, no, it, it, it's true. <laughs> you know, I, I remember sitting in my room just thinking like, okay, I can't do this because, you know, somebody else is doing it or you know, what if these people don't like it? And that was a battle that I had, you know, Th- those are just the thoughts that are there to discourage anyone from becoming an entrepreneur and really fulfilling their own purpose. Um, so I, those were my thoughts. I was, and I started and stopped a lot, <laughs> a whole lot. And it wasn't until Hurricane Harvey, that week Hurricane Harvey hit in Houston here. Um, I remember turning on the news and I just remember seeing home after home after home flooded out people of all ages. And what really got me was those who were, were, um, were disabled. That's what got me. And when I saw that, I was like, Mm. oh no, I I have to at least try. I have to try. And so from there, everything just started rolling. Like I wrote every single day. I put a lot of thought into the presentation. I put a lot of thought into, like you said, the big font, um, because people might have a a vision impairment and not glasses. I mean, those aren't Mm. cheap, you know, Mm -hmm. So I really thought about Mm -hmm. covering all the bases and putting it in one spot for everybody. So for sure. Mm. So basically you identified your why and your why came in the form of the hurricane (laughs) to push you. (laughs) Yeah, it did. I mean, it was a scary time down here for that. Um, So in the midst of being scared, like, okay, what's going to happen? You know, I was still... I was still driven and determined, okay, well, if something does happen, I at least need to get this out, you know? (laughs) So that, that was kind of my approach with it. And, um, 
I'm really happy with it. I'm really, really happy with the the positive feedback I'm getting um, because it's just confirmation that I'm doing what God asked me to do, period. You know? So, yes. Yeah. Yes. What advice would you give someone listening right now who is also going through the motions of starting something and stopping? They start and they stop. They lose hope. And they gain it back and they're starting to stop again because I believe that as entrepreneurs, we all go through those seasons and, and times in our lives. So what one advice from your experience would you oh, tell someone? Well, let me let me start with this. You can do it, sis. No, <laughs> no seriously, you you can do it. Um, whether whether you're certain about it or you're not, I promise you, you can do it. If you even just do one thing a day. It's one step further than you were the day before. Um, but one thing I do want to stress is distancing yourself from negativity. And that negativity can be camouflaged mm-hmm. in too many people's opinions or too many people's yes. input into your situation because your vision is for you. And I learned that the hard way. Um, because it left me confused about what I should be doing. Cause like I would share my idea and then I get some feedback and I'd ponder on it and then I'd share it again with somebody else. And then their feedback would be similar, but it might be casted with a little bit of doubt in there. And then I would ponder. So like, although they were inputting into me, yeah, you can do it. But they were also inputting without, without them knowing doubt and confusion. Um, so I really had to filter out, who I shared my, my vision with, who I shared my dreams with, because that's what kept me in that start, stop, start, stop motion. And I promise you, once I figured it out and once I really narrowed it down, things just started rolling. So that would be my biggest advice is don't listen to too many people. Don't, it just does you no good. Wow, that's, I mean, that's a podcast all in its own, <laughs> silencing the <Yeah>. negative voices. <laughs> because we have so many people around us as entrepreneurs. There are people with good intentions to help you, but you are um, absolutely right. You cannot share your vision and your dreams with everyone, including mm-hmm. family and friends. There are some people that come into your life that, that you have to identify what their purpose is in your life. And so if you share the wrong thing with the wrong person, it depends on how strong mm. your voice is right. in your life. You can, you can kill your vision and you can right. kill your dreams. And yes. I've been there before listening to people that I honestly held at a high esteem only to see my dreams come yeah. tumbling down because I, I, I held the opinions higher than God or higher than the vision that I feel in my heart that I have to pursue. And so, you know, that, mm, that can go a whole another uh, uh, podcast because that is something that truly stops people. And I'm glad that you shared um, about that and how to overcome that even on your journey. Uh, So thank you for that. Um, What difficulties have you faced as an entrepreneur and how did you overcome um, them? For sure, time management. Um, time management and knowing 
how to reach out to individuals, you know, who I, I wanted to learn from and when. Though those were hard. Um, but I overcame that by working in silence. I know that sounds so cliche mm. and just kind of dry and boring, but it's true. Mm. I would I literally cut off my cable because I was I was watching certain shows at certain times of day, every Monday and Tuesday. You know how that goes. So like that was my noise. Mm-hmm. My noise was the pattern that I was in that was keeping me unproductive and also affecting my time management. Mm-hmm. So I literally cut off my cable. I would designate um an hour and a half to 2 hours of just brainstorming, writing down what I wanted to accomplish. I started with like a week, you know, what I wanted to accomplish in a week and then when I realized how much I could do in a day, that's what I made like my daily goals for to do time management. So that's kind of how I I maneuvered it and I kind of tailored my own self to be disciplined. Um I'm still mastering time management, but you know, <laughs> I've obviously gotten a lot better because I've I've finished <laughs> my book and it's out and published. But um for sure working in silence and figuring out what the noise is in your life. That's the key. I like that. I like that. Figuring out. I mean, <laughs> we have so many distractions yeah. in life. And if you're not careful, one day, you know, becomes a week, mm-hmm. a week becomes months. And next thing you know, a whole year has gone by and you've not been able to accomplish several things that, that you wanted to accomplish. And then now we all, you know, pull out that pen and paper and write out our right. New Year's resolutions and they never come to pass. <laughs> <laughs> without right. changing something. Exactly. It doesn't come to pass. And you mentioned something that we all need to pay attention to, you know, and that those are those patterns that, mm-hmm. that are unproductive. You know, we all have patterns that in, in our lives. We all have things that we like, things that, as a matter of fact, you, you've done it so much that you don't realize that they are patterns until you literally, you know, give yourself that silent time uh, and, and discipline yourself and learn what is stopping you from accomplishing your goals. And we all go through those seasons, you know, that we just feel like hmm, something something is not right. Something is stagnant. Why can I not accomplish this goal? So I, I like the fact that you brought up the idea of patterns because we, it's something that we all have to mm-hmm. pay attention to right. in our lives. Now, I know we 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 you, you you actually talked about even your current role in the medical field. How difficult um, has it been as an entrepreneur having? Um, I guess for lack of a better word, a day job and also pursuing entrepreneurship at the oh, same wow. time. Um, <laughs> we might need another podcast for that one too, but um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll shorten my answer, but um, it, it has been really hard, really hard. Um, I'm, I'm tired all the time, all the time. I'm tired, but it it's an, I'm okay with that because I'm doing something for me that's fulfilling a purpose that God placed in me, if that makes sense. So that the trade-off balances out when I, when, you know, when I sit and think about it, um, it's definitely hard when, you know, you're trying to keep everything kosher and going at your, you know, nine to five, or if you work 12 hour shifts, 
and then you have to switch gears and then come home and do your own work. Then you got to rest and then switch gears again. So you're constantly like playing ping pong with yourself, you know, um, that, that I think has been the most challenging part. And I'm going to go back to, again, not everybody's happy for you. Not everybody is. And that is a learning curve I'm getting over to is when you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, people are going to see you. They're going to see you for who you are, your true self, whether you try to like suppress it and hide it or not. And those who are happy will let you know. And then those who are not will let you know. Um, so that that's an area that I'm working through. Um, but as always, I have faith that everything will work itself out. So keeping that job and also working on yourself, it's hard, but it's necessary. It's absolutely necessary. Now, what advice, uh, Rain, would you say, would you give to a woman? Because I believe that we all go through this, um, especially if you're out there with a current day job, you, you feel like you're working for someone else, making someone else's dreams come true, but you don't even have time sometimes to pursue your vision. Uh, based on your experience, what advice would you give an entrepreneur out there just going through this same uh, struggle that um, you went through? Let me see. I What works for me may not work for everybody, but I kind of learned this through trial and error. I literally set aside time to do at least one thing I wanted to do a week. And that one thing might have been getting a pedicure and falling asleep in the chair. Like, <laughs> like th- you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how you, you get out of that that rut of, I'm still doing this and I'm tired and I'm trying to get my thing off the ground. You almost have to distract yourself from everything. Remove yourself from the equation. Um, What made me feel really good was going to get my hair done. Like (laughs) it sounds small, but you know, like just laying there and having somebody else wash my hair. That was, that was peace to me. Cause I'm like, okay, that's one thing I don't have to do, you know? (laughs) So, um, for sure, yes, finding that at least one thing that's going to bring you happiness in your week. Because let's face it, we're in our jobs half of half of our life, like if you really think about it. So what are you doing with the other half? Of course, you want to work on what you've got going on and you want to pace yourself so you don't burn out. But you also got to find something that's going to bring you a little bit of joy. You know what I mean? So from that to me, that's what yes. it was for me, you know, people watching in the park, you know, walking at Memorial Park and just kind of, you know, watching the families and listening to music. That was my escape. And that's kind of recharged me to go, okay, let me do one more thing tomorrow. And then one more thing the next day. So for anybody out there who's really, really struggling and is not really seeing the path through to entrepreneurship, don't give up. Don't give up because we all go through that confusion and we all go through that uncertainty phase and it might go away and come back, but stay the course. I promise you to stay the course. Uh, thank you so much for that. And and you're absolutely right. I mean, basically for you, mm-hmm. what works is self-care. And a lot of times we do not take time to take care of ourselves. And so you're, you're constantly going, you know, you're at this eight hour job and then you come home and you're tired 
if you have a family, you have to take care of that family. And then now try to put um, some time out there to pursue your vision or your dreams or to even study or read. And at some point, you're just so tired. And when you're tired, you're, you're, you're unable to focus. You're not even creative when you're tired. But and as silly as it may sound, but honestly, self-care is so important because you're caring for everyone else, but who's caring for yes. you as the entrepreneur? Who is carrying your burdens? And so, yes, there are times where you have to let your hair down. There are times where you have to, you know, just decide today I'm going to do something for me that makes me happy, that that gets me out of that rut that you, you are describing and and even just doing it with the right people around you as well. You know, there's nothing wrong with celebrating small victories. And I, I also like what you said about um, just celebrating something weekly. I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we have this big, grandiose ideas, you know, a year from now. But take time out to accomplish things daily, weekly, monthly, you know, and then celebrate those victories when those things are accomplished, you know, and, and it sounds like that's right. what you were yeah. doing as well um, um, to yeah, overcome this, that, definitely. <laughs> that's it in the next Wow. <laughs> <laughs> now, yes, definitely. Now, where, where oh, can absolutely. people find um, your book? It's on sale right now on Amazon. So if you have the Amazon app, you can go ahead and look it up. Just type in Restoring Your Faith. And my book will be the only one that should pop up first. So you'll see it. It's a bright blue and green colored book. <laughs> um, and then also you can go to my website and kind of check out some more about me. The website is www.thecommunicationconsult.com. So if you go on there, you know, you'll see kind of about my purpose and a little bit more about my background. And um, you can purchase a book there. And um, I'll sign it if you want me to, and I'll, you know, write your name in it and all that good stuff. And if you buy it on Amazon, again, that's restoring your faith on Amazon. If you buy it on Amazon and you want it signed, I'll be more than happy to do it. Just mail it to me with this, with the um, ready-made envelope to send it right back, and it's all yours. Excellent. I love it. I love it. I need my copy as well. I just, the book is such a genius idea to me. And I know that it's, you know, whoever gets this book, especially when you're dealing with a family member or someone in your life that is overcoming uh, certain uh, medical conditions that Arane mentioned, I mean, they will love it. They will really, really love it. And it's not just a book you just read. This is a workbook. This is it's you know it's, it's fun. It's something that can help them even mentally, um, with 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 overcome some of the traumatic experiences that they've been through. Now, mm -hmm. the communication consult. What what else? T tell us a little bit about your organization. And, yeah. So, and what the else communication do do? consult. I um I volunteer a lot of my services to um, education programs. You know, post collegiate graduate programs. So I, I like to go in and educate other students and other professionals in the medical field um, just about what I do as a speech therapist, the typical day, and how teamwork makes the dream work. We all are interconnected in some way. So it, like, like my quote is, quality care with purpose. So my purpose is to help you help me provide 
quality care. So um, that's a little bit about what I do. I also go to high schools and I, you know, I talk to girls there. Um, Most recently, a year and a half ago, I went to my alma mater and I spoke for about an hour just about following your dreams. And it was amazing. I mean, meeting people, it really makes me really happy. I find a lot of joy in that. Um, So also I do offer in-home modification recommendations. So I've worked with families who kind of need some alterations in the home to make life easier for their loved ones. So I do offer that service as well. So if you're looking for somebody to kind of help you out and figure out how to make the dynamics of the home better as far as, you know, where does a telephone go or, you know, different things to kind of help your loved one get through the day, um, reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to consult with you on that. Mm -hmm. Now, before we go, um, and then you've given us so many great advice um, about your journey and just being an entrepreneur. What one advice comes to mind that you would like to leave with the listeners about this entire journey of entrepreneurship? What one thing through your experiences could you just say, either do this or do not um, do that? I would say if it's been placed on your heart and you'll know, then do it. Because the last thing you want to have is regrets. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Do it that's because a, you don't want regrets. Yeah, a, no, no, seriously. That's like, a big one. <laughs> that's one thing that is kind of a goal for me is I don't want to have regrets about anything. So I figured if I did it, I would at least know. So I say go for it. If it's been placed on your heart, it's for a reason. Go for it. I love it. Ah, Erin, thank you so much uh, just for joining me uh, on this week's episode. I I really love everything that we've discussed. And once again, her website is www.thecommunicationconsult.com. You can purchase her book there. You can also purchase it on Amazon. And so please go out and support her. If you have any questions, uh, you can definitely reach her through her website. Erin, thank you once again for joining me uh, on this weekly podcast. (laughs) you're welcome well guys thank you so much for listening in this week once again do not forget to subscribe to the podcast don't forget to rate it and also email me your questions if you have any and i'll be so happy to get back to you uh, on your questions so thank you so much for listening in this week you're welcome (laughs) thank you so much (laughs) bye all right bye guys Thanks for listening to another episode of the Diary of a Female Entrepreneur. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please leave a raving review, subscribe, share, and send me your questions. Want to be a guest on the show? Contact us at www.triumphantwoman.org. Join your host, Nancy Mensa, and a surprise guest every week for another episode from the Diary of a Female Entrepreneur.